You're listening to a podcast of New Covenant Church. Join us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. in Pompano. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, church. Good to see you again. Hello, hello. Chad, where are you at, brother? He maybe isn't out yet. Man. When he comes walking out, let's make him feel real. Oh, there he is. Hey, bro, you did, you did awesome, man. Thank you so much for leading us. Your team, Naomi, his wife, uh, family, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, it is what a privilege to sing together, to be in community together. Uh, if you have a Bible, we're going to be in James chapter 1. And if you need Bibles, there are Bibles around you and the chairs. We'll also have all the scriptures on the, on the screens. But uh, we, are, we are picking up where we left off a few weeks ago, and it really fits in nicely because uh, one of Alpha's main, I hate to say marketing tools, but one of its main core values is this, this idea that love listens. And we are extremely excited about Alpha. Alpha is, is going to be huge for us in our effort to, to break out of the, the four walls of the church to engage people that just don't understand what it means to follow Jesus or have questions. I mean, it's, it's so low. Uh, the barriers are so low, but the content is so rich and so full. And it's going to be amazing once we do it in September. So I'm going to encourage you, pray, pray, pray for who you want to invite. And maybe you're in here right now and you're like, yeah, I do want to know more about the Christian faith. Well, I hate to say wait till September because you'll hear about it today but, um, and every day that you come in here. But um, we are going to have more of a, a targeted official time to, to think about those questions during Alpha starting in September. Um, and it is a safe place to come. There's going to be great food. There's going to be great hospitality. There's our, our volunteers, the people who are serving, like she said, we have about 25 to 30 people like eager to get involved in this. And they're just there to love on people and to create the environment, to allow questions to be asked without forcing a decision right in that moment. And so uh, Alpha is going gonna to be all hands on deck for us uh, in terms of our priorities. And so that's how we want to see this church grow. And I, I, I love it when people come from other churches and they're like, oh, you guys, you guys seem great and we want to be here. We love that. And that's you. That's wonderful. Glad you're here. But we also want people who have never stepped foot in a church to come in these doors and to be like, oh, this is different than what I thought. Jesus is different than what I thought. It's not about what I see on TV. It's not about what I've heard from, you know, my crazy aunt who handled snakes. And like, <laughs> um, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of weirdness out there. So, uh, and we're so normal here. So, <laughs> but the realities are Alpha is huge. And part of, part of that, that, that framework is this idea about listening, listening to people, listening to where they come from, what their experiences are. Listening is key in, in just our life as humans, as we interact with one another. First, we want to be able to listen to what God has to say, but also to listen to each other. But it is hard, right? I mean, listening is complicated. Listening is complicated. James tells us in, in James chapter 1, verses uh, 19 to 21, he says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person... Be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness that God requires. Therefore, put away all filthiness and rampant wickedness and receive with meekness 
the implanted word which is able to save your souls. This is the word of the Lord. God, we just ask that you would open our ears to hear today, to listen, and then that we would grow in our ability to understand you, to listen to you, and then because of that, we would, we would love to listen to people, to one another. Not just people that don't know you, but to, to our spouses, to our kids, to our, our co-workers, our friends, our family. We are a people who don't like to listen. Open our ears, God, for your glory and our joy. Amen. We think listening should be easy, right? I mean, it's, it's not hard for you to hear the words that are coming out of my mouth and for it to process into your brain. Now, what you do with those words, with that sound, is a whole different story, right? And, and we think it's easy. We, we, we expect that when we're talking, the other person should be hanging on every word that we say, right? Like, that's, that's the expectation. The bar is really high. When I'm talking to you, I want you to listen. Now, I... You know, we don't put the same requirement on ourselves when we're listening, but we understand that it is complex what it even means to listen. And, and we expect these, these engagements where it is so easy to talk and for that other person to be hearing and listening and responding well. But that's not how conversations often are, are they? Often our conversations end up looking like this. Take a look. Hey, Murph. <laughs> Hey, Ronathan, I heard you're having trouble with your computer. Yeah, thanks for coming down. Okay, so what's, uh, what seems to be the problem? So every time I try to get online, uh -huh. it's asking me for an admin okay. password, sure. but it shouldn't need a password to get onto the internet, sure. and I should already yeah. have admin privileges on this computer. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Did you get all that? Yeah, yeah, totally. So you need admin privileges? No, 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 no. Yeah. I already have yeah. admin privileges. Oh, okay. I just Great. need to get on the internet, and okay, it, yeah. it, I shouldn't need admin privileges. Yeah, 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 got it. I feel like you're not actually uh -huh, listening uh -huh. to me. Yeah, yeah, sure. Are you yeah, actually okay. not listening to yeah, me, no, or are you saying that you okay, get sure. that it seems yeah, that totally. way? Totally, yeah, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Okay, you need to stop sure. that. Okay, doing what? You need to stop checking okay, in with me so right. much saying okay. yeah. You need to stop yeah. saying yeah. What do you mean? It seems like you're not listening, oh, and you're just focusing got on it. saying yeah, yeah no, that got makes it, sense. and everything. Yeah. Like you took yeah, some okay. kind of active oh, listening oh, class, sure, but yeah. you're not actually paying attention. Totally, yeah, no, I don't think so. Then why did you disagree with me a million times while I said it? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm just showing you that I'm listening to you. So you have a problem with your dog, is what I'm hearing? No, you're it's... clearly yeah. not listening to me. Just shut up. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. Sure. Shut up. Sure. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Okay. Shut up. Okay, sure. Shut up! Okay. Don't talk. Don't yeah, talk for sure. a second. Sure. Sure. Oh, oh, got so you. totally, totally. Okay, okay, if you're actually listening to me, why don't you tell me what I just said? Sure, uh, you said that when you try to get online, it keeps asking you for an admin password, which doesn't make any sense, because you don't need that to get online, and you should be listed as an admin on this computer anyway. You asked if I was listening, I verified that you had admin privileges. Then you spend the next two minutes scrutinizing the way that I listen to you and my concern for your pets. Then you ask me to recap the conversation, which is where we are right now. So you're gonna fix my computer? Sure, totally. Yeah. It's, it's funny because it's true. Talking, listening, engaging in relationship is hard. You know, the, vid the video is an exaggerated version of a lot of our conversations, and we, we, we often just have issues with not just even listening, but wondering 
what is happening in our interchanges, in our exchanges of words. You know, we are in this series that we've been on for a while now called Built Together. This idea that God has put a community together, a people, you, me, us. He's put us together as a structure. It's, it's often likened to a house being built, but also to a body. And listening is a huge part of how this body thrives and grows. Listening is key in the growth of our community as people of faith. First of all, our listening to who God is, what he says. That's, that's where it starts. That's the beginning point, right? And we spent part one of this little mini-series on listening looking at that. We, we, we looked three weeks ago on what it means to listen to God and to hear from God and <clears throat> how, to, how to pay attention to what he's saying. But then once that happens, which now becomes the more practical element of it, is what do we do <laughs> with one another? To think about how listening impacts the community. And last time, if you remember, and if you haven't listened to that message, go back and listen to it. But I, I talked about how uh, we're losing our listening, right? And that came from Julian Treasure. He's a, he's a, he's a TED Talker. He's, he's done some, some really great research on sound and listening. And, and he has done the research and, and, and says that 60% of our communication time is listening. But yet we only retain 25% of what we here, right? So that's already, we're like, the deck, the deck is stacked against us, and we're, we're not able to even understand all the stuff that we're getting, but that just adds to the reality of how hard it is to listen. It's hard to listen because, one, we have so many filters running that we don't even know, filters that have been put into place because of our culture, because of our experience, because of our biases, because of our beliefs, our attitudes, expectations, our intentions, and another, and so those are happening. So when we hear things, right? I mean, it's just like the the Joker on the the, the video. It's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep, yep. Like we're we're just operating on a di- on a different level <laughs> than what the person in front of us is expecting. And then you also add into it just how exhausting it can be to listen because we're just hearing so much all the time. Even just me pausing for a second and being silent, we all start to feel it a little bit like, I need, I need sound. I need noise. I cannot drive in my car without something on. A book, podcast, music. So I'm guilty. Like, I, I want input. I want auditory. Like, I, I, I learn and grow from, from hearing and listening to things. It's just... It's hard to listen. It's tiring to listen. And because there's so much going on all the time, it's easy for us to just put on headphones, put in our AirPods, our earbuds, whatever, whatever you got, and to just tune out the world. So now I don't have to listen to anybody. I can hear things as much as I want, but I don't have to listen. And you have advertisers screaming at us like, only one left. And I was laughing when we're talking about the women's retreat, like spots really are filling up. But it's a tool, right? It's a tool often that marketers use to let us, it's creating scarcity. It's like you go to buy something online and, you know, my kids are learning this and they'll be like shopping and Amazon's like, Dad, there's only one left. I'm like, there is not one left. (laughs) (laughs) They're, (laughs) They're banking on someone believing that there's only one left of this, right? When we create scarcity, it makes us 
we, we lose our minds and we just want to go after it. I mean, th this is our life day in and day out, constantly getting yelled at, not just by advertisers, but by news people and, and giving us what they think is news and screaming headlines to shock you or clickbait on the internet to, to make you go like, you're not going to believe what Kim Kardashian just did. And we're like, what did she do? And it's like, you click on it and then it's a nightmare, right? It's just like pop-ups and all this stuff. We are losing our ability to listen. Listening leads to understanding. So if we're losing our listening, then we are losing our ability to understand. So if that applies to us and God first, then we're not understanding him well. And then to one another, forget about it, man. We, if, you don't, if you don't stick to the script that I like and I agree with, we can't. We can't be friends. I'm not going to spend the time listening if you, don't, if you don't fill out the checklist that I have created. It's not good, right? That, that's, that's, and I know, that's not you, but it's, you know, it's them out there that do that, right? So it's not us. We're, we're better. But we, we deal with this. And so what do we do about it? See, when we stop listening, let's go back to that body imagery, that metaphor that God has put together, this body. He is the head, and we are the rest of the body. When we stop listening, the body deteriorates. It gets weaker. It's not being fed. The nutrients aren't there anymore. It's like if you stop drinking water, you get dehydrated. The body will not function properly. When we stop listening, the body deteriorates because God has created us to live this connected life, this inescapably connected life. As much as my wrist connects my hand to my arm, I don't want to do without my hand. I don't want to do without my arm. It is connected. When my hand hurts, my body hurts. When my foot hurts, my body hurts. It doesn't matter if you're an arm, a hand, an ear, an eye, a toe, an appendix. <laughs> we are connected. When you hurt, I hurt. When you are talking, I should listen because you're trying to communicate something. And look, I get it, man. It, it's hard. Sometimes we just talk too much. And it's hard to listen. Sometimes we don't talk enough. And so it's impossible to know what's going on. And so God, look, God wants us to grow in our listening so that we can experience the very thing that we've been talking about all morning, this idea of, of wholeness, right? We are whole when the body is, is strong and thriving, and that wholeness comes in one major way by listening to God and to one another. God wants us to grow in our listening so that our body grows stronger, and when we have a strong body, we are able to handle the things of life. We're able to handle conflict better not no conflict. I promise you, if you're, if, you're, if you're not listening, it's easy maybe to not have conflict because you just avoid conflict at all costs. But if you're truly listening, conflict may arise, but you'll be able to handle that conflict better. If you're sick, if you're injured, if you're hurting, if you're wounded, you will find healing through listening. You will find resolution. You will find forgiveness. And I'm going to overstate it today that listening is one of the absolute foundational principles to dealing with all of these things that happen in the body. So, 
What are we going to do with that? I want to pull out from this text, I want to pull out three things that, that listening involves, right? Because you saw on the, on the video, right, the guy was really trying, man. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yep, yep, yeah. He's like, he's trying to, it's like an exaggerated form of what we call active listening, yeah? And then the whole time you're like, yeah, he's not really listening. And then it turns out he was actually listening the whole time. It's just this whole caricature of life. But listening is not easy, and it's going to involve certain things. So these are the three things that I'm going to pull out today to help us understand what listening involves. Listening means learning. Listening means loving. And listening means lowering. Okay? Learning, loving, lowering. What do I mean? Look, verse 19 says this. Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. This, this is skill. Because I'm going to tell you this, none of that comes natural to us. It takes learning. Listening is a skill, whether it's listening to God or listening to other people. We do not automatically know how to listen. And we are not good at teaching listening. It's not a class in school. We don't do a great job with our kids. We teach behavior. Right? The guy in the, in the video, he was, he was exercising a behavior that's been taught to some degree. Right? So with our kids, with people in general, when you're, you're, you're learning in school, and you're not really learning how to listen in school, you're just learning how to shut up. Right? It's just don't talk, don't talk. Don't talk. Stop tapping that pencil. Stop. Listen to me. So stop talking. Don't tap that pencil. Stop passing notes. Right? I mean, these are not listening skills. Right? If it were only that easy, you know, just be quieter and you'll listen more. It's not, listen, silence is a big part of it. But we don't teach listening. We teach behavior. Listening is active, meaning it has to lead to action. To really listen means that you're taking in the information and doing something with it. Right? And that's the difference between active listening and passive listening. Passive listening is just the same as hearing. Your ears work, you're getting information in, but you can care less. Today, we have an opportunity to listen, to hear the word of the Lord. That's not my words. These are not the words of the Lord. The words of the Lord come from the Bible, and I'm helping explain them and teach them. So we have an opportunity to hear God's word, to listen to God's word, which means that we are going to take in what we hear today, and we're going to apply it when we leave here. Active listening is responsive listening. And, and really, you know what it comes down to? If you look at this passage, it comes down to being slow to speak, okay? Quick to hear, slow to speak. If we're slow to speak, we'll be able to show the other person that we're actually listening, right? What was so annoying about the guy in the video is that he just wouldn't shut up, <laughs> And he just keeps going and going and going, trying to make it look like he's listening, but he wasn't listening, even though he heard all the things. But that's us. Sometimes we're just so quick to bring our response to the table. We're so quick to bring a solution, to try to, to, try to just get our own views out. We're not slow to speak. How do we show that we're listening, right? These are the, the little skills that we can do. We, we give eye contact, right? Our body language, we don't plan our response while they're talking. I, yeah, you guys do that? You're just like, yeah, keep talking. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. As soon as there's the slightest pause, I'm, I'm coming. So you better keep going. 
You nod, you smile, right? I mean, these are like really simple things that we do to show that we're, that we're listening. It's the same thing when, we, when we're listening to God. That's why we do things like close our eyes. It's why we do things at times why you see people sometimes raising their hands when we sing or when we pray, we bow our heads or we kneel. Or we, God doesn't need to see certain behaviors to just, oh, okay, now he's listening. No, but it's a, it's a part of our, we're, we're putting ourselves in a framework to be able to listen. It's the same when we're talking to one another, right? I mean, it would be weird if we're talking and I got on my knees and bowed my head, right? Like that, that wouldn't work. But when we're talking, I can look at you in the face, look you in the eye, you know, nod, like try to, try to give some feedback. Proverbs 18.2. This is one of those you got to memorize. Proverbs 18.2, a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but what? But only in expressing his opinion. Oh, man. Let me tell you where <laughs> the breeding ground for this verse <laughs> is online. It's Facebook. It's TikTok. It's Instagram. It's Snapchat. It's all of them. They can be used for good, and they are used for good, but often people are just using it as an opportunity to just express opinions. They don't give a rip what anybody's saying. We show that we're listening. We're not just trying. We're trying to understand. We're trying to, to process all the things that are coming in, and so we're quiet. We're nodding. We're looking. We give feedback, right? Because our filters that I was talking about earlier, our filters that are active when people are talking are, 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 are doing stuff while they're talking, right? They're filtering out like, Oh, you said this because you're a communist. Oh, you said this because, you, you know, you hate women. Or you said this because you, you hate God. Or you're just a monster. You know, like, we're just filtering immediately. So we're not even listening in those moments. We're, we want to give feedback when we're talking, when we're listening, because it helps to just ask questions. Right? If someone's talking to you, and you're trying to process what they're saying, and maybe all those filters are happening, and you're like, I hate you. You could also stop, recognize that those things are happening. You go, what I'm hearing you saying is this. I think you're saying this. Is that true? I, I'm, what I'm hearing, is this what you mean? Right now, you, you've opened door for more dialogue, more listening. Man, changes the game. Do that with God. Right? If, you're, if you're reading something in the scriptures, you're hearing the voice of the Lord come through the, 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 the words of scripture, you can go back to him in prayer. Talk and say, God, is this, is this what I think it says? <laughs> or you can go to your, your small group leader, your elders, your pastors, your friends, someone who's further along or just has a clearer perspective. Because look, guys, we read the scriptures with the same filters on. We read through words of the Bible and we hear things and we're like, oh my gosh, that sounds so difficult. And we don't recognize that we are products of a 21st century American culture reading a first century Eastern document. Everything is true in here, but how we filter and process what God says is it's challenging. We do not, we just want to filter everything 
whether it's God speaking or the person in front of us. We want to filter everything through the lens that we want to see. So it's just best if you go into all of situations going like, I'm biased. <laughs> I am. I'm biased. Like, I, I don't care who you are. You're like, oh, I don't, I'm not biased at all. I'm not prejudiced. I'm not. Yeah, you are. It just depends on what it is. It just depends on what context. We just are, man. We're fallen. Like, there's, there's problems inside of us, <laughs> in our hearts, in our soul. We, we, are, we are separated from God without Christ. Why do we get angry? Why do we fight? Why do we punch? Why do we scream? Why do we not listen? Why? Because the Bible tells us it's because we're sinful. So just, I'm not saying you don't deal with that. I'm just saying you go in with some assumptions to any conversation. I could be mishearing right now. Let me do some work. Because this is what God wants. I want to love him. I want to honor him. And I care about this person in front of me. Look, quick to hear does not come naturally. And just for you being silent doesn't mean you're listening. Quick to hear does not come naturally. That's why James has to give us this instruction in this way. Because our natural instinct is to be slow hearers. We are slow hearers. We don't want to hear. If this was a problem, a human problem, back when James was writing in the first century, right? I mean, he's telling the Christians there, be quick to hear, meaning you're going to struggle with this. Slow to speak. You're going to struggle with that. Can you imagine now? We can't stop hearing. We can't stop talking. News travels instantaneously. Things we want to hear, things we don't want to hear. Like, being quick to hear is a huge challenge. We have more opportunities to hear information, but less listening. And now, more than ever, we need to see that listening is needed and work on learning how to do it better. Give yourself, give, we need to give ourselves to listening more, to trying to be better at listening. In sports, right, if you want to be quick at something, generally in sports, quickness is helpful. Not necessarily quick to hear, but quick to do whatever, quick to run, quick to move, quick to shoot, quick to think. If I want you to be quick and I'm a coach, I am going to coach you to be quick. What's it going to take? It's going to take practice. It's going to take diet. It's going to take repetitions over and over and over again, drills. It's the same with listening. We need to learn how to listen and practice listening. So what's that going to look like? Well, first it involves what we talked about in part one, listening to God. Okay? We're not going to be good listeners to one another if we don't know how to listen to God first. So get better at that. Go do that. No, go listen to message one. But seriously... Getting quiet, opening the Bible, reading, praying on what you've read. I mean, being, being connected to people, not isolating. This is how we hear God better. All right? And as we do that and we practice that over and over again. Listen, the more that you isolate yourself from the things of God, the more that you will stop listening. Not just to him, but to people. Because we retreat into our, into our caves of the same stuff. Everything that I speak out, it just comes back at me. 
in agreement. Right? I found the person that agrees with me on whatever, and that's all I'm going to listen to, and I'm going to retreat. I don't need people. I don't need to be in community. I don't need the body. It will, it will ruin your life, and it will ruin the world. <laughs> we need to practice listening to God, the voice of the Lord. We hear that first and foremost primarily from the pages of Scripture. There is nothing that goes beyond this. Open it. Read it. Get with someone who knows how to understand it better or that you can do it with so that there is what we call accountability. Now, when we talk about how do we listen to each other better, look, I can give you a list of listening skills. We already talked some about that, but that's not the point, right? I'm not, I don't just want to give you a formula to like listen to people better. What I'd like to show you is what the Bible calls us to, okay? The Bible calls us to these, these passages, right? These, all these things that, that are uh, on this list are from scriptures in the, in the New Testament that talk about this body life, one another life, right? One another, together. You cannot do these things by yourself. And these are the, I would say, really, really important principles in how we live life together. Be at peace with one another. Be devoted to, outdo one another in showing honor. Live in harmony. Wel- welcome one another. Love one another. Care for one another. Comfort one another. Be kind to one another. You read. All right? I, I was going to put the scripture references next to them, but it's just too much room. Take a picture of it and just start Googling them. Okay? You'll find the scriptures that, that they connect to. Don't take my word for it. You can go back and search, but this is in the Bible. Okay, these are all from Scripture. Now, look, you, you cannot do these things without listening. I promise you. Most of them. If you cannot listen, you will not, you will not be able to be at peace with one another. You will not be able to care for one another because all you're going to do is, is give people what you think they need rather than you listen to what they actually need. Right? It's not, it's like, hey, how are you? You okay? Do you need something? All right, I'm just going to give you some food. You're like, I'm not hungry. I don't want food. I need money <laughs> or whatever. Or I just need, I need you to shut up and just be with me. You guys are like, Adam, you're saying shut up a lot today. <laughs> comfort one another. How are you going to comfort someone if you're not listening to why they're crying? And our problem is so often, man, we're just... We want to we provide comfort in the way that we think they need comfort, right? I could be guilty of this. I think about my kids. You know, a kid comes in with a, with a, you know, when they were younger, you know, busted up their knee, scraped knee, and you're just like, nah, you're fine. We do that with one another, right? Someone comes to you, and they're crying because they're hurting. We're like, ah, you're fine. Don't be so sensitive. You know, the cultural uh, history of why you're upset is really not based on fact, and, and it's really not, like, sometimes just, we need to just stop. The one that ties it all together is this love one another. Listening means loving. You have to love people in order to listen. If you want to be a good listener, you need to love people. Okay? It goes, it, it goes both ways. 
The great commandment, right? It says this, you're to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, great controversial man, historical figure, but brilliant guy. He, he said this, just as our love for God begins with listening to God's word, the beginning of love for other Christians is learning to listen to them. This is a guy that was dealing with World War II Nazi Germany, trying to figure out how God fits into that whole big picture. I mean, even him, he's like, we got to listen. It's essential. That's our motivation. We love God and we love people. Jesus says that, that we're to love each other with the same intensity that we love ourselves. We love ourselves pretty good, man. We feed ourselves. We clothe ourselves. When we're hot, we, 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 get, warm, we get cold, right? We can, we can get cooler. When we're cold, we get warm. When we're hungry, we eat. When we're thirsty, we drink. We are ferocious in meeting the needs of ourselves. And God says, I want you to love your neighbor as much as you love yourself. Man, that's hard. Look, you will not want to practice listening if you don't love people. And not just people generically, but the person right in front of you. Right? It's easy to be like, yeah, I love people. I love all people, all kinds of people. No, it's, it's different when they're standing in front of you, sitting in front of you, sharing their story, and you're going, all right, I... I got to care. I got to love this person. I'm going to listen. I'm going to be quiet. I'm going to take it in. We love to be heard, right? I mean, that, that is us. We, we want people to listen to us. It's, it's how we feel their care and their, and their love for us. These women, these refreshers, the summer refreshers that the women's ministry is doing, which, by the way, the women are just crushing it, killing it here at the church. If you're not connected and in the the loop, get in the loop. They're, they're encouraging souls. The men are, we're, we're hurting. But maybe because we're not good listeners. Um, so one of the survey questions, I think it was a week or two ago, was, was this blank question. It said, I feel loved when someone, and then the blank, the majority of people. So this is here at home, at our church, right? You you want to know what needs are right here? I feel love when someone, what do you think the number one answer was? Listens. That means, man, I, I think it means a few things. I think it shows the importance of it, and it also shows how maybe poorly we're doing at it. It's not just a, a female problem. This is a male problem. This is a human problem. We feel loved when we are heard, when we are listened Two. That's a need. Right here, right now, you're like, oh, I just would rather give money <laughs> to the church than have to sit and listen to someone. Yeah, I get it. That's why we need this. You want to do the work of God, man, just take some time and listen to someone, <laughs> to someone in your life that is needing to share some things. Look, loving and listening intersect in all kinds of ways. But here, here's the big thing, right? When I'm talking with someone, I am going to love this person more than winning. Right? It's loving the person more than loving the win. It's, and when I mean the win, I mean winning the argument. It's loving the person more than loving being right. 
the realization that life is complicated and complex and that solutions are not always simple. In fact, they're usually not simple. But sitting with someone, looking them in the eye, listening with the intent to understand, it changes everything. It changes everything. Not just trying to get your opinions across or trying to fix the person or trying to win the argument, but loving them enough to do the hard work to understand. Man, so much can happen when we do this. This is where healing comes from. This is where forgiveness comes from. This is where we can offer hope and life and wholeness. Why? Because you're working hard to love the person. And you're leaving room for God to work. That's a huge component to all of this. We love to play God. We love to be the fix-it person. We love to be the repairman or woman, person, repair person. And a lot of times we don't even consider what God actually wants in the situation. We just want to get it done, get it fixed, get it off our plate, and move on to the next thing. And I speak this way because this is how I am. It's not a flattering portrayal of a pastor. But I have to work at it. How I answer text messages, which don't... I get more complaints about how I text than just about anything in this earth. I'm trying. I'm working at it. I'm better than I was. How I answer emails, how I answer verbally with someone, how, like, these are, these are skills, and yeah, this is part of my job, so I better be, get better at it. But we all need this, man, because you, the, the Christian life, following Jesus, is not about how great the pastor is in dealing with the problems of the church. It is how good are we at caring for one another? How good are we at dealing with one another's problems? See, I just want to help not to get it off my plate, but I want to, because the Bible tells me to, that the pastor is to equip the church to do the work of the ministry. So to, for you to, to love the idea of getting with someone and just listening to their story and leaving room for God to work. Often we don't care what God wants. We just know what we want and we want to get it done. Frank Lauerbach, he says this, the trouble with nearly everybody who prays is that he says amen and runs away before God has a chance to reply. Right? That's what we do. Listening to God is far more important than giving him our, our ideas. And I know, you're thinking, you're like, yeah, Adam, but, but I know I'm right in this situation. I know I'm right, and I don't want to compromise on what's right this, this is what's right, and I, and I got to make sure that it happens right now in this moment when I'm in this conversation, right? That, that's often what happens. We just were like, ah, I, look, I hear what you're saying, I hear what you're saying, but you're wrong, and we got to fix it now. Do you know being right isn't everything? This is also coming from someone who really likes to be right. I use this illustration a lot, you know. You could take a walk on a busy street, waving the banner, pedestrians have the right of way. You could decide to dart off into the middle of the street with your conviction that pedestrians have the right of way, and then the car hits you. You were right, but you're dead. 
You want to be right all the time and be alone and not care for the people around you? Sometimes fixing things does not happen in the moment. See, Alpha is all about that, right? We, even with, with Christian faith, we're like, hey, I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Do you believe now? And if they say no, we're like, well, okay, I'm knocking the dust off my shoes. That's what the Bible says I'm supposed to do. We, we, we've got work to do. Are you living in a situation that you're not supposed to be living in based on God's word? We, we want to communicate what God's ideal is to you, but also to leave room for God to do some work in your life and for the, those convictions to rise up in you so that change can come. It doesn't mean that we compromise our, our convictions. It means we have courage to trust God to do work that we cannot do. We cannot make it all happen. We cannot fix all the problems of the world. And so some things we need to stand firm on, and we need to you know, hold our ground and say, I will not move, I will not budge. But that, those are far and few between. Most of the situations we deal with on a daily basis in one another's life, in this built-together environment, is this. I cannot fix you, but I am going to love you and listen to you, and I'm going to trust that God is going to do some work in your life. Do you, do you want... You have to want that more than being right and more than winning. And this is what it comes down to. This is the final point. I'm going to stop. I'm going to ask the team to come back up. See, listening means lowering, right? It means learning. It means loving, but it means lowering. What I mean, look, humility. Sometimes we just need to chill out, stop thinking we know everything and that we'll... And, and stop thinking that we're at the center of the universe and everything must revolve around me and what I want and think and believe. James says this, right, in our, in our text, he says, I want you to put away all filthiness, rampant wickedness, and receive with meekness the word, the implanted word. That's God's word, which is able to save your souls. That's what will save your soul. That's what will save your friend's soul. That's what will save your children's soul. It is not your ability to do it all, fix it all, get it all done. That's the gospel. See, the gospel is this. God has done it. Trust in that. Our way, religion way, man-made religion way is this. I need to do it so that God will bless it. It's backwards, and it will only bring death into our life. This is what humility is, right? Everything that we have talked about comes down to this. Listening means lowering your view of yourself and elevating your view of God. Right? He says, put away filthiness, rampant wickedness. That's us. That's the stuff we like to play in. That's the stuff that comes out of us when we put ourselves at the center of the world, center of the universe. We're just, it's all about me. And so if you're not fitting into that universe, I'm going to be angry, bitter, yelling, arrogant. No, he says, you got to put that away and do what? He says, receive God. Receive God. Receive his word. It means you have to listen to him. Listen to his voice. And here's how you do it, with meekness. He says receive with meekness. You know what meekness means? This is literally the, the I've paraphrased it, but this is the, the Greek word of meekness. It means not being overly impressed by your sense of self-importance. So again, he has to tell us, this is how you need to receive God's word in this way. Why? Because we constantly 
we are amazed at our sense of self-importance. Meekness is the opposite. It's going, I, I don't have it. I don't have the power. I don't have the strength. I don't have the goodness, the righteousness, the faith. I, I don't have it, but God, you do have it. And you are working in me. This is how we listen to God's word, and it's how we listen to one another, by taking ourselves out of the center. When we lower ourselves, it leaves room for God's word to get in and bring change. And it gives us the ability to hear words like this and to put them into action. This word from Philippians 2, it says, Do nothing from rivalry or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but to the interests of others. Take this verse today. Think on it throughout the week. Meditate on it. Pray it. Be challenged by it. Be broken over it. Cry over it because of our inability to do this in and of ourselves. We can only do this. We can only live this verse out or anything that I've talked about if we have faith in something outside of ourselves. Faith in someone outside of ourselves. Someone who counted me more significant than himself. Someone who looked to my interests more than his own. It's Jesus. You see, we, we listen because he listened. He listened perfectly to his father's commands, obeyed perfectly his father's will. We love because he loved us first. We can be humbled because he humbled himself for you to go to that cross, to die a death that was meant for you, but he took that on himself. He humbled himself even to the point of death on the cross. That is the gospel. That's what we put our hope in. That is our only source of life. And so we hear that, we believe that, and now we open our ears, we shut our mouths more so that we can understand the, the difficulties of life around us and point people to the only answer. And it's not you, it's not me, it's him. It changes everything. And we don't like to listen to each other because either we don't know or we forget who God is and what he's done for us. So this is the reminder to you. God has done everything for you. Put your hope in him. Listen to him. Pray that he would open your ears so that you would not just hear the words that are spoken from the Bible, but that you would be able to put them into practice. And it will make you strong. It will make you effective, useful. It doesn't mean all your problems will go away, but what it does mean is that you will have someone with you through the problems of life. Do you believe? Do you trust him? You see, today we get an opportunity to put this into practice in a very physical way by taking the Lord's Supper, also called communion, where we have a piece of bread that symbolizes the, the broken body of Christ. And we have juice that symbolizes the blood spilled by Jesus. This is a way where we get to put into practice the listening 
to God because we're not just listening, we're not just hearing it, but we're going we're gonna to go and do it. We're going to say, look, this is a symbol of, of, of your life and death and your forgiveness of me. And if you don't know who Christ is, if you've not put your faith in him, listen, we are so, so, so thankful you're here and we are not forcing anything on you. We would never want you to just engage in a ritual and just have a snack. This is meaningful for those who've put their faith in Christ. It's calling on the life, death, and resurrection of Christ to impact our lives. And if you are, you are putting your faith in Christ today for the first time, then this is a great first meal for you together. This is us doing it together. This is not an individual act. This is part of us being built together. So here's what we're going to do. Team's going to lead us in one final song. And while they're singing, we're going we're gonna to reflect on all the things that I've talked about, that we've heard from God. We're going to reflect on our, on our sin. We're going we're gonna to reflect on areas that we have not been attentive to and listening and we're going to go to God and say, thank you for your forgiveness. Will you forgive me again? And then I'm going to come back up after the song, and we're going to take the elements together as a community, as a body. Let's stand together. Father, we give you all thanks for who you are and how you love us. God, let this time be an opportunity for us to really listen to you to believe you for the impossible. To take this meal in faith as a way of us listening and obeying to you. And may we put our trust fully in you, God. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Let's sing together.
Before we take, I remind if you want one of the elements, I should have mentioned earlier, there are tables in the back. You can grab a cup that has all of it put together. And right before we take, I just want to say this, that if you feel like you're stuck, you've been trying to listen to God, but external circumstances are just too much and you feel like you can't live your life and listen to God at the same time. I want to encourage you. Trust the word of the Lord more than what you see around. There's a church here, a community, a body that is willing and ready to be with you, walk with you, help you, listen to you. Never feel like you have to compromise on who God is because of your life circumstances. That's what the church is for. That's what the body is for. And we love you and we're here for you. As part of that, after we're done taking these elements, there will be some people in the back ready to pray for you if you would like to be prayed for. Uh, you can make your way back there. You'll just see them kind of scattered about in the back. If you would like prayer, if you would like to know, more about the church or you just want to get prayer for the situations that you're dealing with in life, we are happy to do that. So let's take the bread from the cup. <clears throat> the Apostle Paul, he writes in 1 Corinthians 11, 23, he says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's take. Now the cup. In the same way, he also took the cup after supper saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Father, we offer ourselves to you. We take this bread, we take this cup. May it change the way that we live to not just listen more, but to live a joyful life in response to how you have loved us. We thank you for who you are and what you have done. May we go from this place thinking, who do I need to listen to this week? 
Who have I not been listening to this week? In what ways can I model Christ's love for me towards someone else this week? To count others more significant than myself. To look to the interests not only of mine, but to the interests of others. This is the life of the Christian. May we be shining examples of that God through your strength. In Jesus' name, amen. I just speak this over you as you go. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Have a blessed day.